Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, coast to coast. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, one more day till Friday. We're heading that direction. Now, those of you on the phones, be patient. I have a, a good friend. Um, he's a better golfer than me. Uh, his name is Hugh, and his obsession in life is his grass. Um, not the kind you smoke, but the kind you grow. Uh, he, he, his lawn care. He he's now a like a social media lawn care influencer. He has like the perfect lawn, like like dad skill level. Perfect lawn. I don't. I, I've got a. I've got a nice yard. In fact, we just resodded our backyard when we got the the spa in from the Georgia Spa Company and had to put the pad out and we had some erosion and stuff. It's like now's the time to get all this stuff done. And man, it's nice to be able to walk barefoot in the grass. You know, there's actually all sorts of uh, snail studies. There are legit medical studies that walking barefoot uh, on grass helps all sorts of problems. And my doctor just out of hand, I've got a really, so I have not to get personal in TMI and all that, but I've got these two bone spurs on the backs of my heels and they, they cause all sorts of problems I get all sorts of inflammation and they look horrific. You can just see like they're trying to push out from the, it, they just hurt. They hurt all the time. And my doctor randomly, in addition to all the other anti-inflammatory stuff and the stretching and the physical therapy says walk in the grass. And I had heard this for a while, and now the doctor's like, it legitimately helps walk barefoot in the grass. Um, and now I have a lawn I feel like I can walk barefoot on. it. It's it's nice. The erosion's gone. It's great. But it's nothing like my friend Hugh, who obsesses about his grass. And I got to take tips from when do I seed? How do I aerate? Um, uh, when do I, I mean, what, what do you do? The dethatching, all of that. There's all the stuff you do to be obsessed about the grass and, and get your dad badge. Well, I say all of that because they're coming for your lawn, Hugh. This is an essay in the New York Times from Alexander Nazarian, who is described as a writer and a gardener. He's actually a, a reporter for Yahoo News, and if you follow along with him, he's a fairly progressive guy. Listen to this. I recently committed an act of sabotage at one of the most revered landmarks in the United States, a transgression against my relatively new home of Washington, D.C. Walking across the National Mall, I tore open a packet of wildflower seeds, sky lupine, mountain phlox, coreopsis, and scattered its contents across the grass. As I later learned, to little surprise, the seeds did not survive the regular visits of a John Deere lawnmower and applications of herbicide. No big deal. My purpose was pure protest, a symbolic objection to the bland, kermit-colored expanse that dominates the epicenter of our nation's capital. Replacing the mall with a riotous wildflower meadow stretching from the Washington Monument to the U.S. Capitol 
will not only beautify what is surely our dullest national park, but also signal to millions of visitors that the lawn culture it symbolizes is no longer feasible in a 21st century dominated by extreme weather, species lost, and forever chemicals. Across the country, the millions of small suburban versions of the mall directly contribute to the corrosion. Dear God in heaven, save us. Come, Lord Jesus. Y'all, what self-centered narcissism. Do you know, have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? Many of you probably have never been to Washington, D.C., but the National Mall is where people congregate in the grass to play softball or soccer or fly kites, hang out with friends. You you can't have a wildflower meadow. I'm not opposed to wildflower meadows. I like wildflower meadows. They are gorgeous. You know, in the medians of the interstate where I live, they've got poppies and, and cosmos planted. And during the summer and the fall, it's gorgeous. Just miles and miles of beautiful color in the median of the interstate. I love wildflower gardens. If I bought a lot of land, which I hope to do one day, to build a house, part of it would be a wildflower meadow because I think it's beautiful. But I also think the National Mall is a beautiful place for Americans to come congregate on our national front lawn, so to speak. And this idea that it's bad for the environment, where they get that from is that a wildflower meadow, a savanna, uh, tends to um, hold carbon better than forests and tends to lower the ground temperature. Because grass is cut short, the ground temperature in, in a, on a lawn tends to be warmer than in a wildflower meadow. The flowers are taller and they cast shade, and that shade from the taller flowers and the weeds, let's be honest, lowers the temperature, not as much as a forest, but it does preserve a carbon more. And that's where the environmentalists are coming up with this idea. They don't like the fact that people like my buddy Hugh spends a lot of time manicuring his lawn because he uses a lawnmower. Well, let's say he uses electric one. I don't know. A lot of people use gas ones. My neighbor was up this morning cutting his grass with his gas lawnmower. These people want battery lawnmowers. My neighbor has a gas drive riding lawnmower, and then he's got an electric uh, push mower. And the electric push mower is actually amazing. I love it because you could barely hear it. It's great. He charges it. He, he There are parts of his yard he's got to use it on. I'm not opposed to an electric one. I like electric or plug-in um, leaf blowers. I've got a leaf blower. I've had this thing for 23 years. It plugs into the wall with a long extension cord. It doesn't have a battery. You just plug it into the wall and use a long extension cord, and it's great. I, I don't like gas-powered weed eaters and and, um, and leaf blowers and stuff because of the maintenance costs on them. I don't like them. I like the electric ones way better, I, and I'm fine with the rechargeable ones. I'm fine with the rechargeable vacuum cleaner. It has nothing to do with EV, but for these people who want to get rid of lawns, it has everything to do with even if you're using a battery-powered lawnmower, you're using electricity probably from a carbon uh, source. And then the chemicals and the fertilizers and everything else, they think it's bad for the environment. They don't like it. Now, here's the thing. Take this guy who's writing this piece. He doesn't like the lawn, and he has decided that it should be a wildflower meadow. Therefore, it should be a wildflower meadow. 
This is the problem with environmentalists. This is the problem with so many progressives generally. They have decided what they think is best is actually best. Therefore, you have no say in the matter. Look at the Biden administration, Jennifer Granholm. She has decided and he has decided that battery-powered cars are the best for everybody. They may be good for you. We had Jonathan call in. Jonathan has a Tesla, drives all over the country. Uh, and a Tesla, loves his Tesla. They've got a great supercharger network. Um, Jonathan's not in his Tesla with a family of five or six plus a dog driving across the country with a Tesla. Um, I've got a buddy who has a Tesla SUV. And they use his wife's gas-powered SUV when they take road trips because the amount of luggage and the kids and the space and the capacity of the Tesla is not big enough for them. But the left has decided that big families are bad for the environment, so we can get rid of big families by driving up the cost of having a big family. And part of that cost is forcing people into battery-powered cars that are more expensive, so you can't afford your family. They have decided that your front lawn is bad. You should give up your front lawn. Now, in some parts of the country, yes. If you live in Arizona and you're paying for a grass lawn, it's a way to show off your wealth. I went out there years ago. um, The the old CEO of Andy's Candies, great lady, uh, had me to her house. She and her husband had for years maintained grass in the yard, but water was so expensive now they converted it into a desert environment. It was gorgeous. They had uh, cacti, and they had a pool in the backyard, stuff like that. It was it was beautiful what they had, uh, and the way they had styled it, they missed their grass badly, but they weren't going to pay the water bill for it. And a lot of people in Arizona have stopped paying their water bills for it. Water is a precious resource out there. Some people want to show off their wealth, and then, of course, you have the golf courses. Well, the left is coming for the golf courses, too. So my buddy Hugh came down to Georgia. We, we spent a weekend at Barnsley Gardens drinking beer and playing golf. It was great. Smoked some good cigars probably drank more than we should have, uh, played way more golf than my body thought I was capable of playing clearly, but we played nonetheless. We had a lot of fun. Between his lawn and and the um, the golf course, the environmentalists clearly think his carbon footprint and mine is too much because they don't like golf courses anymore. Never mind most golf courses. Overwhelmingly, I think now like 99% of golf courses used recycled water to water the lawns but they're still considered bad by the environmentalists. They're still considered heat sinks of some kind because if they were completely shaded and had trees and wildflowers, the lawn and and grass temperature wouldn't be as hot as the sun beating down on the golf course all day. These people just want to control your life. They don't want you to have nice things. They don't want you to enjoy a hamburger or a steak. They want you to eat bugs. They don't want you to be able to play golf because they've decided it's bad for the environment. They don't want you to have a nice-sized car and a large family because you are bad for the environment. They don't want you to have a nice lawn. They want you to have wildflowers and get ticks so your kids then get bitten by the Lone Star tick and get allergic to meat so they can only eat vegetables. They just suck the joy out of life. And it's just, it's, when you read this, this obsession here. The Beach Boys played on the National Mall several times in the 1980s, but good vibrations would sound just as good at any one of Washington's numerous other open spaces. Same for protests and fireworks. And there would be no change to the athletic fields on the mall's periphery. For that matter, Meadows can and should, in my view, 
carve out space for promenading, solid, solitary contemplation and gathering. Lounging in a secluded clearing ringed by black-eyed Susans is vastly more pleasant in my mind than sprawling on an empty plot as legions of tourists pass by. Here is the American suburban ideal writ way too large. Lawns took up about 49,000 square miles in 2005, a NASA-funded study found. The U.S. landscape service industry was valued at over $105 billion in 2021. Big lawn, they're calling it. Big lawn is no less formidable a foe than big oil or big tobacco, which is why an audacious gesture is needed on the most prominent lawn of all. To borrow from Ernest Hemingway, if we win here, we win everywhere. And what exactly would we lose? Instead of a grassy monotone, instead of a jazz symphony of co- Imagine a jazz symphony of color and variety buzzing with bees. Yes, that's what we want, more bee stings on the national lawn. That's the kind of national mall our young century demands. We badly need, yes, need wildflower meadows to begin replenishing ecosystems devastated by overdevelopment. You know, I'm just going to point this out. In most major superhero action movies of the last 15 years, environmentalists have been the bad guy. And Batman, the one, the, the obsessed person with f- plants and flowers, is named Poison Ivy. And she is a villain, and a villain for a reason. And these people are as well. They want to destroy lawns and national gathering places, all because they've decided their aesthetic is better than everyone else's. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation, and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations, and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hello. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Back to the phone. Susan, welcome to the show, Susan. Hi. Thanks. You there? Susan, I think we lost your cell phone connection. I heard you say hi. Hello? Yeah, okay, there you are. Now I hear you again. There we go. Okay, I don't know what happened. Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to um, touch base uh, back on the um, uh, charging. Electric uh, vehicles, yeah. electric, Electric vehicles for their mileage. What... And you know, you know this because you're here in Georgia. Um, I think they could just very easily re- remedy uh, the cost 
that they pay for that they would they would be paying for gas that they're not buying is for example they could go into the Mrs. place where all these um, gas powered and diesel powered people like me go and um, have the emissions people read their odometer every year and instead of getting an emissions certificate they get an odometer certificate that they send in or key in when they renew their tag and then they're charged you know they're charged based on that official odometer number yeah look i i I think that's one way to do it, and, and this goes back to Jonathan's call, where essentially he's double paying, uh, given the the fee he's got to right. pay plus at the charge bump. Yeah, now the the I, I would say that what the government would have to do in those situations, though, is just make sure that you, you're not hitting somebody with a one lump sum. Let them spread it out over twelve months, and uh, every year it readjusts something like that. Because it, it would be bad if someone sure. went in and they did that. It's like I got to pay a couple thousand dollars. What? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that would not sure, be good. If you can but, afford a Tesla, you can probably afford the two grand for it. Yeah, 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 the, you might you know? be able to. But we, we can be generous with, with, with as people are sure. starting to buy those used ones. But that's a good idea. Look, i got to let you go there. But, uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, there, there's got to be a way to make this bounce out. And I'm sure people are coming up with ways to make it, make it work out because everyone does, I think, kind of understand that the roads don't pave themselves. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking at my office. They're they're redoing the interstate near my office. There's this massive dust cloud. It must be about a half mile long right now. There's been so much rain in the area, but not today. And they're continuing to work. There's this big dust cloud, but that that interstate construction is paid for by tax dollars, and that tax dollars come from the gas tax. And the gas tax is how we've always paid for roads, and now people are not putting gas in cars. They're gonna have to pay some way. Uh, the odometer reading just seems to be the most logical way to do it. Um, assess it every year, give them 12 months to pay in 12 equal payments every year, reassess and go from there. All right. Now we got to move on. I got to tell you about the Eden Pure thunderstorm. Seeing all this dust cloud out there, if it was getting into my office, the Eden Pure gets rid of the dust and the pollen floating in the air and the, the mildew and the mold spores and all that's too. It uses electrostatic plates, so it's filterless. You don't have to get a filter subscription for it. Um, which is great, but where I use it, how I use it is as an air deodorizer. It's not an essential oil. It doesn't just mask bad odors. It wipes out bad odors, and it really, really does work. Um, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, you can get three of them for less than $200. You can hold this thing in the palm of your hand. It's like a, it, it's a, it's a, it's like a book, a little smaller than a big hardback book, and you plug it into the wall. You can plug it in with a USB cord as well, which is great in a car. And it just works. It cleans the air. You get three of them. So you have one upstairs, one downstairs, one in your basement or your RV. Or like I do, I keep one in my travel bag. And it just works. So uh, you go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in the discount code Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is Eric. And you get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping, and you eliminate bad odors, pet odors, smoke odors, musty odors, uh, litter box odors, cooking odors, you name it. It wipes them out. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. 
Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to The Sensibles. And at bcs-kids.com, The Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com. Enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, uh, one more call on electric cars and whatnot from Tom. Welcome to the show, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I've been following the whole electric car, hybrid car thing. For a long time, when the hybrids came out, I actually did the calculations, uh, and I took a Toyota Camry because I could get it as a hybrid, and I could get it as a gas model, and looked at the price of the car. The hybrid's more expensive. The resale's less expensive. I I calculated uh, your gas savings uh, with the gas prices of that day and found out it was a complete wash. So now let me move on to the electric cars, because this is the stuff that no one is talking about and concerns me a lot. Uh, the batteries, uh, batteries of a Tesla weigh about 1,000 pounds. And I think we can all agree that no battery lives forever. So now those things are expiring. And the question is, what happens to them? Um, what I've learned is, you know, uh, going back to the hybrid only days, only 6% of a battery was recyclable, which you can see a problem. Now, if you Google now, you'll see, oh, the whole thing can be recycled. Uh, in a way, not true. I, I had to dig deeper and I found out, yes, but all those batteries have to be um, disassembled by hand. Obviously, because you know those things catch on fire, and that's bad news. Um, but if I, here, here's my punchline on this. I was out to dinner with a couple very liberal friends. They don't know Republican side of a ballot, and they knew someone with Tesla. And the respond, response of what are they doing with the batteries, they're putting them in warehouses. <laughs> Wow. Um, You know, this is I'm I'm not surprised by this. And I will say I have a friend who the the battery ultimately wouldn't hold the charge in his Tesla and he had to get it uh, replaced. And it was a multi thousand dollar expense to get the battery replaced. Last I saw about 10 grand for a Tesla. It's about three, four, five. If you want to do a hybrid of a Toyota. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah, but it's. But look go. at the eco crowd out there. Um, what are you? What are you going to do with all this stuff? I, I was, I'm in Georgia, live in Atlanta area, grew up in New York. 
where they were storing all those bad chemicals and nuclear stuff in 55-gallon drums. Well, eventually that stuff started leaking, and that caused a very big problem. And I see that's coming uh, coming uh, forward on electric cars, too. And yeah. no one's addressing it. Yeah, the, the, I, I see problems coming in. And listen, I, I, again, and Tom, thank you for that. I got to say, if, if you love your electric car, God bless you. Uh, I, as I have said before, I would not mind one for my commuting back and forth into the city. I, I would not mind having one. But I also think that, that there is this level of, of arrogance with some, not all, with some. And I encounter them even among some some people I know well. They're like, well, it's, if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for everybody else. And, and as if your life and this other person's life are the same. And it's really not. And it's just infuriating to me that so many people – uh, decide that their choice is the choice for everyone else as opposed to letting people make up their mind. Let the market decide. And if the market is deciding right now, the market is deciding that it's not yet time for electric vehicles and in many cases may not be time. There's just this arrogance out there of, of if it's good for me, it's good for you. If I like it, you must like it. Which, you know, gets me, I, I'm, I'm going to deviate from stuff I was going to talk about and talk about this instead because I'm in a text message chat with some friends. I'm assuming, now, I, I full disclosure, I'm not a huge country music listener. We went through this with Jason Aldean a, a while back with that song, Don't Try It in a Small Town, and, and, and Try That in a Small Town. Let me just say, it's not a good song. I know you're supposed to like it because the left hates it, but it's just simply, I don't like the song. Uh, and Jason Aldean apparently doesn't write a lot of his songs uh, other people do, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't find it to be a good song, like on the merits of a song. I don't care about the topic. I don't care about the video. It's just not a great song. But everyone's like, oh, you must like this song because the left hates the song. No, but the left is doing the same thing uh, with uh, Tyler Childers, who I don't listen to Tyler Childers music generally, but my daughter was actually the first person to tell me about the story because Tyler Childers, it sounds like, so you, you need to know this. Let me, let me back up. I'm not a country music listener. There is some that I like. If I listen to country music, if modern stuff, it's more like Zach Bryant or Zach Bryant. If it's old country music, it's like Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, the George Jones, the, the classics. It's sad to say they're no classics, the music I grew up with, but nonetheless, uh, Tyler Childers is a country singer who is from Kentucky and has a very old school country sound. There's a lot of country music these days that just sounds like twangy pop music. Well, Tyler Childers now has a music video. He debuted a song. People liked the song. And when the music video came out, the music video was about two gay coal miners. Uh, the love between two gay coal miners and a lot of people who listen to country music decided it wasn't their cup of tea. But the critics, the critics love it. And they're upset with you for not liking it. I mean, th these are these are some of the headlines. Um, the Miami Herald, Tyler Childers releases music videos showing gay love story. USA Today, Tyler Childers, In Your Love video, tells rural gay love story. Country Chord, Tyler Childers features gay couple in new In Your Love music video. Rolling Stone, Why Tyler Childers Put a Gay Love Story 
in his new video. Now, I don't particularly care about the issue. I got to be honest with you up front. So Erickson, why are you talking about it if you don't particularly care about the issue? Because I care tremendously about the arrogance of the people who care about the issue and hate that people are offended by this. Here's the thing. There is this, this vanguard of progressives who control a lot of the media, and they are progressives. I, I have a bone to pick, if you will, with, for example, some of the progressive radio overlords who decided after Rush Limbaugh's death to change talk radio to be something other than what it has been. It either must be decidedly hardcore, unthoughtful partisan, or it must be something that does not really sound like talk radio. Let's flood it with a bajillion voices. No one knows who's who on the radio and avoid distinctly talking about things as a conservative because they didn't like talk radio. They didn't like conservative talk radio and they couldn't do anything about it as long as Rush Limbaugh was around. And the moment he died, they tried to shake things up. These same people don't like country music. Country music makes a lot of money. Country music sells. But country music tends to be mama, Jesus, and apple pie, and American flag waving, and, and I love rural America. And they've decided it needs to be woke. It needs to reflect their values, not the values of the listeners. So along comes Tyler Childers, and a lot of people in rural America listened to Tyler Childers, and he sounded like a traditional country music singer. He had the twang, and it wasn't pop music. It was country music that told powerful stories, and people embraced the music. Well, Tyler Childers, I guess, is a liberal, and that's fine. And he decided he wanted his song to be about two gay men, and that's fine. That's his choice. But a lot of people who are who listen to country music go to church on Sunday. They're deeply patriotic, and they believe marriage is between a man and a woman, and they were deeply offended by the song and felt like they were played, and so they turned it off. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like Bud Light, Tyler Childers gets a bit of a negative impact on his music. Except the people who control country music have dialed up the plays of Tyler Childers in a way they dialed down play at Morgan Wallen, They've raised, and I'm not a big Morgan Wallen fan either, but they, they, they decided they needed to overkill on this song and this guy because they don't share the values of the people who listen to the music. This is a larger problem. Country music is just the jumping off point to make this point. So many of the people who control aspects of culture, who control aspects of the economy, are not like the actual consumers of the product and the economy. So, for example, take Harry's Razors. You know, Harry's Razors was the first company that stopped advertising with me. Because I'm a conservative and progressives complained. Harry's Razors is very woke. I, I used Harry's Razors. In fact, I, I for a long time continued using Harry's Razors and recommending them to people after they wouldn't do business with me because I'm a conservative. But have you seen the video of the of the the CEO of, of Harry's Razors talking about how they're they're doing now an ad campaign with pregnant people who shave? Like they're, they're, a, a trans advocacy campaign, and, and a lot of people found it deeply offensive, and their response is, well, you're just a bigot. Look at what happened with Bud Light. I don't know that the same thing will happen with Harry's Razors that happened with Bud Light, but I just can't in good conscience. They clearly despise my values. I don't really care that they decided to do an ad campaign with some 
uh, dude who was a woman who now takes so much testosterone. He has, she has facial hair, but they're very in your face that if, if you don't like this at all, well, screw you, you're a bigot. We don't want to do business with you. And there are some good people in this country who disagree with that, who aren't bigots. And Harry's Razors is telling them, you're a terrible person and we don't want to do business with you. So, okay, won't do business with Harry's Razors. They didn't want to do business with me. I was fine still doing business with them, but clearly they really don't want people who share my values to be uh, using their products. So I'll move on. And we see this, for example, with, with General Motors that's decided they're going to push all their cars to be electric. There are a lot of people it'll be a good fit for, but there will be a lot of people it's not a good fit for. And General Motors seems to be signaling to a large number of people that we don't want your business anymore. Like, for example, I, my iPhone. I love my iPhone. I'm not going to buy a General Motors vehicle that's not compatible with Apple CarPlay. If General Motors decides that all of its vehicles will no longer have Apple CarPlay, I will decide I'm moving to a new vehicle product because I'm not going to give up AirPlay and CarPlay and being able to use the screen and, and have Siri read my text messages and all that stuff. I'm not going to do it. But the people at General Motors have decided they know what's good for me as opposed to me deciding what's good for me. The people who, who do country music, they're doing this. They decided you needed to be more urbane and urban and hip and woke and less Jesus-y and, and more down with contemporary Hollywood culture reflected in your country music, and they're offended if you're not. They want to force change upon you. Now, the problem here, and this is why I really do think so many people on the left are into now censorship and access to controls of information and blocking people on social media and getting companies to censor people, because they know otherwise they can't really stop you from finding other people. They can't stop you from finding a musical artist who reflects your values. They used to be able to be the gatekeeper. They can't gatekeep the Internet. That's why they now hate the Internet. You're able to go find news sources that you trust that tell you the truth, and they don't like that. They don't like the competition, which is why the left which has always been deeply authoritarian, is more so now in trying to control your access. And when you do get access, they try to control the values and the images and, and the sounds that you hear and see and process because it's all about them trying to shape culture in their direction. They wish to control it. They wish to control you. And people are instead changing the channel or turning it off or going online and finding something else. I don't have a problem if Tyler Childers decides he wants to uh, turn country music into something that's more reflective of contemporary uh, secular values. I also don't have a problem if the people who generally listen to country music decide it's not for them and turn it off. And I have a really big problem with the people who produce and promote country music deciding that the people who change the channel or turn it off are the bad guys here when all they wanted was the country music that they grew up with that loves Mama, Jesus, and the countryside. And the Wokes from California and New York decided they knew better. And now they'll go broke. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I, I got to play this audio for you because I just find this hilarious. This is Mayor Eric Adams of New York. The immigration system in this nation is broken. It has been broken for decades. We're also asking the federal government to declare a state of emergency. 
This will allow federal funds to be allocated quickly to help address the urgent challenges we face. So you got the mayor of New York, the mayor of Boston, the mayor of a couple of towns in California, all of which, by the way, all of them declared themselves sanctuary cities. The illegal immigrants showed up. And now they're upset that there are so many illegal immigrants there. And they're blaming border states for funneling illegal immigrants to them. They were perfectly happy to preen and preach. But they don't want to practice what they were preaching. They, they don't want to live with the consequences of what they declared. It's like in the District of Columbia, the crime wave there. We had all these conversations about uh, the disproportionate arrests of of young black men. We, We can't arrest them anymore. Now there's a massive crime wave, mostly because of young black men with guns, but you don't want to put them in jail because that's racism. So you're living in now what are essentially collapsing cities. Uh, Bidenville is what they are. Uh, All of these cities around the country collapsing due to left-wing progressive policies advocated by Joe Biden and the Biden administration. I'm telling you guys, if Republicans would just focus, delete your Twitter apps and focus on the world around you and the issues the vast array of Americans care about, you have such winning issues for 2024. The things the left has done in this country, public policy-wise, that degrade the standard of living, drive up the cost of living, um, make things less safe for people, it's just not a good system. In my city, very near where my kids go to school, a few weeks ago, uh, 14 and 15-year-olds in the inner city were stopping cars driving down the road, pointing guns at them. Thankfully, no one was hurt. They tried to pull one woman out of her car. She put it in reverse and spread off, sped up, sped off. Uh, these sorts of things are happening, and local law enforcement is overwhelmed. They can't hire police officers because the police are vilified. In too many cases, the prosecutors have gone so far left, they don't want to prosecute the crimes. They want to deal with holistic, systemic issues as opposed to actually throwing people in prison. We actually probably need more prison, more prisons and more people in prison these days. People don't feel safe. They don't feel like they can make ends meet. And this is all part of binomics. Inflation has gone back up. They told us it was transitory. Now they tell us it's temporary. Inflation has gone back up. And even when inflation is in in decline, prices are still going up because we don't have deflation. Prices aren't going down. They're just not rising as fast. They're still continuing to rise. And they are now rising again faster than the wage rate is rising. And people are starting to hurt economically in this country. They're hurting because they don't feel safe in their towns. Their kids aren't getting good schools. If only Republicans could actually focus on the big issues of the day, the cost of living, the pocketbook issues. Tie it all into culture because there's a cultural angle here that resonates with a whole lot of people. But at the end of the day, it's pocketbook issues that will change the election. It's the economy stupid. You tie the economy to the cultural disarray in the country You absolutely will win the race, Republicans. Just don't take your eye off the prize.